you're muted. Jesus. There you go. Welcome, everybody, back to the Gaming Podcast Live. We are here every two weeks to talk gaming stories, news, and gossip with special guests. Isn't that right, Robin? That's exactly right, mate. Well done. Thank you. That's exactly right. That's exactly (laughs) right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yes, we're here every two weeks. Um, it's the Game Podcast Live, everything that Mia just said. Um, it wouldn't be us without some sort of technical mishap at the start. Um, and yeah, and obviously now I, I don't need to introduce Mia because she jumped in and, and did the uh, the introduction herself. But always I'm joined by my fabulous co-host Mia, uh, uh-huh. cons- cont- routinely digging me out the shit. <laughs> I, mm-hmm, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I'm just barely holding on to things that it is. <laughs> Keep it keeping it together, so so to so to speak. How are you doing though? Are you doing good? I am really good actually. Yeah, I had a nice weekend. Uh mm. it's Sunday. We're here again. We've got a fantastic guest. What more mm. could we want? Mm. I've um, had a super duper long week. I am exhausted, but we're trucking on through which is the the great thing and of course we aren't here alone just as a reminder this is a live uh broadcast uh as sort of you know it's it's pretty predictable that it's a live broadcast because we managed to mess it up every <laughs> single time that we go, go live somehow but uh you can interact with us both here uh in on twitch for twitch.tv forward slash gaming mag or over at the discord which is gamingmag.com forward slash discord you can go and join and join in all the conversation all the good stuff remember if you are here right now don't forget to hit that follow button and uh, join us every two weeks as we talk to a new super special guest this week we're talking about to the lovely lovely glenn angel hello hey glenn how are we everybody we're good we're good Mm, technical hitch hitches aside we're, we're we're pretty good how are you how are you I, doing i'm doing wonderful it is starting to get like the summertime heat here in the united states at least on the east coast um and i already smell someone barbecuing outside so i feel like in a really good mood mm, mm. i wish you could say the same here it's been nothing but like we've had like a little bit of sun at least where i am in the country had a little bit of sun followed by torrential rain every single yeah. day it'll be sunny one one moment then just raining yeah. the next and I just it, want to get out there and enjoy some some of the weather, you know. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the proper kind of British spring where literally you can't account for anything and you just have to have a coat with you and a brolly and whatever else. But that's boring. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do we do on the gaming magazine podcast? We talk about the weather. We're yeah, British. We complain about the weather. That's just what we do. That's we love the when the sun comes up and when it comes down here in gaming mag. Mm, mm. <laughs> um we always kick off the podcast with our weekly recaps a little roundup of what we've been up to this week um now i i have to admit i've been ridiculously busy um as will become more obvious as we go through this episode with what we've got coming up um for our digi pride season um which starts very shortly um so i've been a bit distracted i have to admit and but i have managed to squeeze in a little bit of gameplay and i have been i finished off uh rain on your parade Oh, uh, is that the one that that uh, Jeff was playing last uh, two weeks ago? Uh, it's the one I was playing two weeks ago. Oh um, wait, no, you were playing it two weeks ago. Yes, Good. Nice Tell one. me I... more about that then. <laughs> I, I, remember. I, I was I was wondering I'm why so you were bringing it up again. Delighted yeah. you pay attention. Um, I, I do. I, I pay all the attention. <laughs> I, I no. Hey, so I'm so sick. for. 
<laughs> um so for people um that are on the podcast uh last week last uh, two weeks ago sorry uh rain on your parade is a fantastic little indie game that is on the xbox game pass um where it's the ultimate kind of uh goose game but for a rain cloud so you mm. it's just it's going around and fucking shit up let's be honest it's it's literally sort of um and that's my kind of game it's being an utter <laughs> arsehole and i think yeah <laughs> totally. It's a cute arsehole. Yeah, and there's just people in the chat already that, that recall uh, me talking about it last time, Mia. Um, the, uh, and... the question is, are there actual any parades in that game? Yeah, there's a parade at the end that you have to rain on. There are 50 levels in the game. Level 49. Oh, wow. That, yeah, yeah, it, it goes on. Um, level 49 in the game is a fantastically hilarious uh, one, which is kind of like... You, the story is, and there's no spoilers because literally um, it is what it is. It's a very simple game, but you save the city. Um, this is the clever thing. It starts off as kind of like you're just going around just making mischief, um, but then you have to go on secret missions um, to liberate uh, people and you get to pick up, you, you get to sort of suck up oil to set fire to things or you suck up um, radio, uh, radioactive stuff to erode things. So it actually becomes it- quite tactical. Are you saying there's a hidden plot in this in this fun yeah. little game? Are you telling cloud? me that this cloud has a character progression? Yeah, character is, progression. Yeah, gets is, a, is, gets a boyfriend. This, no, I'm joking. I made that up. This Metal Gear cloud. You're just uh, <laughs> yeah. walking around trying to. Look there to, is a stealth level. There, there oh. is a stealth. There's a not stealth, a stealth level. level. You, have to, you have to creep in and not alert the not alert the guards. Like I, there must have just been playing Hold Metal on. Gear Solid. Hold- is there actually a Metal Gear Solid? I promise. Wow. It's not. It's not. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they have to be careful with copyright, but it's. It is a kind of like they. <laughs> you know what they're up to because we. Because when the guards been alerted, they get the um the, uh, the exclamation, the exclamation point, point over their point, head. Yeah. Yeah. So they, anyway, um, but level forty nine <laughs> is a big hooray. We've saved the city, and yes, you you have to rain on the parade. Um, and then l- the humor of the game is hilarious because in level fifty, um, it comes up with the the narrative bubble at the start where um basically it's it's big cloud talks to little cloud and the big cloud is like let me tell you a story about contractual obligation um <laughs> they, the, the the bosses told us to do 50 levels we only managed 49 um but they made us do the 50th level because it's in our, it, it was in our contracts um so we just put this wireframe together and dumped a load of assets in it and this is your 50th level <laughs> it literally is just a wireframe box with a load of random houses and hills and stuff and you just have to go and rain on stuff and eventually it says game over so a, a major break in the fourth wall between the player and the developers <laughs> huge yeah fantastic I love that. yeah no it, it, it's it's amazing sort of sense of humor um and it, it's done in that kind of like uh very diy kind of style so the cloud is like a corrugated um looks like corrugated cardboard on pieces of string and you just move it around and stuff which brings me on to the second game that i've been playing i've actually been playing a bit more of yoshi's crafted world um which is uh still utterly cute and unbearably adorable um and again, my kind of game that you just mm. run around and there's mm. no consequences. And I imagine there's not a lot to it, though. Is there any story to that game? Because like, is there be... also a character progression? Is there yeah, character it's, it's Metal Gear Solid. Um, Yoshi has to sneak in <laughs> behind enemy lines and and not alert the uh, the, the guards. No, um, mm. not, it's not at all. It's, it's a really simple kind of Nintendo story where um, I think uh, it's either a crown or a sun. I think it's a sun crown gets split up. And gets scattered across this uh, kingdom, and you have to go and find all the pieces. Done. Mm. But it's mm. it's 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 more for the kind of the, the completionist and the the um, 
type of person that likes to sort of replay levels and get all the collectibles and that sort of thing. And the- is that the one where you end the level and you have to do the level again but backwards? Yes, like the camera spins around. Yeah, I was literally about to say yeah. So the it's it because it's all done as crafted. You're looking at it in two D with all the with all the cardboard and stuff. And then yeah, you're absolutely right that this you can. I don't think it's every level, but some levels you can play it backwards. Uh, and but the camera literally goes behind and looks at it the other way. So you're seeing mm. all the you see the back of all the the cardboard stuff where the tapes oh. being held together and that sort of thing. It's super clever. It's Is really it like how they did that. I, I I forgot which one it was, but like um, it was like Paper Mario, but the third installation. I think it was for the Wii. This is I think that, that, that kind of like goes into the similar third dimension. Kind of thing. This yeah. just like flips the camera all the way around, yeah. so you're just oh, looking at it from literally. the opposite point of view. It, if, you've, if you've kind of built like a 2D set, mm. it, the camera's looking at it, it, it would literally just go around the back of the set. And oh, that's so cool. Way. You'd see like little shy guys holding things up and yeah. things like that. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's very well, like the, the nuts and bolts are. Yeah. Mm. Mm. or tape and glue or whatever else in the case of this so mm-hmm. yeah that's my that's been my thing have i watched anything geeky the nevers oh i've been watching the nevers, the nevers. Yes. what is the nevers what is that it's I, I i don't know if it's out in the states yet but it's on it's on our sky on it's on it's on our sky um channels and it's a victorian sci-fi um set in london with superpowers um superheroes not super really not really superheroes but superpowers um and then it kind of in london in victorian london i can't say too much more about it but it's not it doesn't stay in victorian london there are bits where it's on a spaceship oh okay okay that was a little bit out of left field that was yeah this is this is live action animated no 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 no, no, it sounds like the plot to an anime (laughs) yeah uh no it's it's live action um hmm. it's, it's done really really well no one no one in it that stands out in terms of stars but they're all really good actors um hmm. i think it was it was done uh approaching the pandemic because it's only got six episodes have been released hmm. and they're kind of doing it in like chapter one and chapter two um so we'll have to see how that progresses but hmm. uh, but yeah hmm. that's anyway that's my that's my weekly recaps mia what have you been up to Oh, all sorts, all sorts. But mostly, like, uh, finishing uh, Resident Evil Village, though. That game is so much fun, I, I will tell you. I don't know if you, if you... Did any of you all play Resident Evil 4? No. No? Oh, my goodness. Did you all play Resident Evil 7? When I tell you, I've been so scared to play any Resident Evil game. <gasps> like, I think I played... I, I, maybe it was 3. It was the one where it was very angry Spanish-speaking, and it sounded very fake, well, that's, first of that's all. Four. That's, that's 4. That's 4. Yeah, yeah. So, I think mm-hmm. I tried to do like the first like I played for an hour and then I got too scared. I was like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know how mm-hmm. how to fit all these weapons on my back. I'm scared. Mm-hmm. I'm done. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will say, four is fantastic and one of my favorite games, pretty much of all time. And I feel like it's one of the best in the series, depending on what you're going in for, like an action experience. And it's kind of weird as well because um, that's pretty much what Village is. Village is almost exactly like four. Um, it's kind of scary in the beginning, but as it progresses, you unlock more and more weapons and it slowly turns into basically an action shooter game. Crazy uh, amount of level of detail in there. Uh, just the the combat is is great. The environments are fantastic. Lady Dimitrescu, ooh, Lady D, big mummy vampire. Ooh. <laughs> she good? It's been set in the uh, streaming world of light, hasn't it? Um, yes. yes. 
Like mm. I think a lot of your uh, uh, compatriots, Glenn, on uh, the Rainbow Arcade have been streaming. Um, they have Resi, yeah. Re- Resi Evil, uh, mm-hmm. and a lot of the uh, mm-hmm. sort of drag stream has been doing it as well for the jump scares. I know that Deer and um, I know that Deer and uh, Bitch Pudding have been doing it. Mm-hmm. I would like to try just. Um, I don't know how my neighbors and my family can deal with the decibels that would release from me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, this game does seem like, because they're supposed to be doing a remake of Resident Evil 4, and it kind of feels a bit weird because like this seems like a love letter to that game, like to the point where it seems like they're working on this just so they can take the assets from Resident Evil Village and just put them straight into a HD remake of Resident Evil 4. It's actually like crazy the amount of similarities there are between the two games. But I finished it. It's actually fantastic, well worth playing. The story is goofy and crazy and very Resident Evil. And uh, yeah, you sh- if you if you get the chance, like it's not, it starts a little bit scary, but if as soon as you realize that if you die, you can just do it again anyway, and you'll <laughs> probably it gets easier. Um, you'll you'll have an easy time with it. I am actually going to play it through again because when you finish the game, usually you unlock like unlimited. Um, hand like unlimited ammo handguns and weapons and stuff like that so i want to go through and do all of that but i've been looking at the mod scene as well and yes. just the hilarious things i was about to say mm. I, was, I was about to ask about that because we there's been a few collected on gaming magazine actually i'm going to drop one into the chat at the moment um, yeah there's a bunch of them um there's there's horrifying ones like you can replace lady d's face with thomas the tank engine stop which, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm, oh my mm-hmm. god i've seen that one or if you uh, shoot her every time that you hurt her, her hat gets her hat progressively gets bigger. bigger. Yeah, the one I just dropped. Like the the, the link I just dropped into the chat actually is the same thing. What what you just said mm. about and every, every oh, time the you bigger hat. Every yeah, time you hit her, the hat gets bigger. I do have a I question. Like, I've seen this video where someone was uh, slapping Lady D's, you know, behind with a. I think it was this fly swatter. Is that is that sound actually in the game, or was that a mod? That's gonna be a mod. Yeah, that that is probably a replacing <laughs> the, the knife with a fly swatter. But yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say if you want some fun times with Lady D, uh, that's it. I probably go, go for the mods. My favorite that I've seen so far is that. Chris Redfield is one of the main characters in the series it's in the game. He, he plays a kind of a different role. He's not the main character in this, but there's also a baby in the game. And one of the mods swaps the baby's head with Chris Redfield. So you have this baby with a man's face on it and a guy walking around with a massive baby head. On is, his it the, head is it the baby that can swallow you? It's not the baby that can swallow you. That comes okay. later in the game. That's, okay. that's actually horrifying. That's one of the scariest parts of the game, actually. You wouldn't like that, no. no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, absolutely fantastic game. Well worth playing. Um, congratulations to to Capcom, because that seems to have gone pretty well. Uh, there, there, are some, there are some thirstier mods as well, aren't there? Um, oh, yes. With, with a few of the Chris Redfield. Um, let's say he's uh, stripped off um and and very alert can i say that if we all know what i mean without getting too graphically amazing mm, we get very to, al- i imagine we're, we're revealed to the true Chris. yeah I mean, but, but, but he's very alert he's a military like, man he's standing he, he, to attention he comes you know, into that's, the room that's... like about yeah exactly he, he comes into the room like 10 seconds before the rest of him comes into the room <laughs> god Mm-hmm. so other things i've been playing i've also been playing <laughs> mass effect legendary edition which is uh it, it's mass effect i don't know i don't know what to say like i'm only i've only played through the first game so far i let chat make my decisions for me yeah how is it's, it it's 
it's it, it seems a little bit tighter and better it's a lot better looking than the original was mm. but um i can't I, I don't know if it's just like rose tinted like goggles but i can't notice that much difference at least in the first game in terms of the combat i think it's a little bit less janky than the original say, was which is nice i was gonna ask is it a graphical improvement or is it like Definitely. an engine oh an no, engine no, no. improvement it's, as well it's just it just seems to be like a graphical improvement yeah. more so than anything and i think they've tweaked and like cleaned up some stuff here and there just to make things easier um they've changed the level up system too uh because it used to be based on like a, a 60 point system and now it's like a 30 point system instead just to like cut down on all the the chaff but um they I, I really hope they would like streamline some of the like the inventory management and like the ui decisions that they made in the first game because they're god awful and unfortunately they're still god awful uh, in terms of like one third of the screen being taken up by a png of this thing oh, that you're god. buying in the store oh, and it's like I, listen i don't i don't care about that i just want to be able to buy my things see who they apply to in the party and yeah. be able to to pick them up easily and compare them easily but it's just there's there's so much obfuscation in the first game it gets a lot better in the subsequent games but this the first game is just like the the worst experience when it comes to all of just bogging that down with like rpg stuff and how old how old is the first game oh i think it's like 2008 or 7 or something like that yeah yeah it's it's, it's a it's fair like, whack it's it's old um, it's at least probably like 12 13 years old yeah. now mm. and mm. that's my sort of thing about like hd hd remasters and stuff i remember playing a couple of hd remasters i didn't they remaster um oh 2007 thank you chat mm. um and 14. uh didn't somebody say um Sorry, didn't somebody release a remaster or an upgrade of? I think it was uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City uh, and a couple mm. of other a couple of other games has come out as well that are sort of like remasters, but they're only really uh, looks and, and graphical remaster. But if the the problem with a lot of old games is the engines crap and the the combat systems crap and the sort of yeah. stuff we get used to nowadays, sort of like relatively conventional kind of. Uh, ways to fire a gun or relative relatively conventional ways to pick stuff up it just and there's no what's the point in 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 remastering something to make it look pretty if it's still functionally awful well i guess i guess accessibility is more so the argument there just to make sure that people have access to to a video game but it just seems like a half step and an easy way to make Mm. money apparently it's done incredibly well like the the legendary edition and uh, like i didn't necessarily buy it for the first one i bought it for like the entire experience because the second and third games tighten everything up because they came out afterwards obviously Mm. i was really hoping that they'd go back and add the combat from the second and third to the first one but that would probably be like a massive undertaking in terms of like the level design probably isn't even designed for that kind of combat too so i don't know it's um It's exactly what I thought it was going to be. It's nice, like, just jumping back into a game like that. It's weird, though, like, seeing seeing this game in a 2021 point of view, essentially, where you're... I saw articles from, from like, Polygon talking about, you know, um, abolishing the, the space police because you're essentially playing as, like... Um, a 007 kind of character going on the universe with unchecked power doing whatever you want and if you go the renegade route it turns very like fascisty very very quickly i mean it's you know it's a power fantasy it's it's fun it's it's but it's like super super weird like going back and and just seeing how things have changed and attitudes have, have changed towards things as well but it's um definitely worth like 
I get definitely worth taking taking a look. I don't know if anybody who plays games today will will enjoy at least the first one that much. Like it just it just seems like it's not. I talk about accessibility. It just doesn't seem like it's that accessible. Funnily enough, I'm I'm going to put you on the spot. So if somebody, I I can understand if somebody was a fan of uh, Mass Effect or played Mass Effect that they would want to go and jump back into it for nostalgia. Mm. But if somebody hadn't played any Mass Effect games, would you recommend this to them as a game to play? Uh, second and third, yes. First one, no, just because it's janky. The second one, you can go back and and make the decisions from the first game anyway, as you're building your character, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, okay. But in terms of the story, I think the story is really good. Uh, again, there's a whole thing about the the ending, which I won't get into here. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd say it's worth playing for the price for the second and third game and it just looks really nice it's it's better than going back and having to like mod the originals on pc or just mm. the, like the, the those games don't look as graphically nice now on these newer systems so if you want everything in one place and, and you just want a good experience with at least two of the games yeah and you know if you'd like more of the minutiae of jumping in and like changing all the little stats and things if that's your thing then maybe the first one will do it for you but the combat cool. is a little bit wanting so excellent well that is perfect actual consumer advice from the, the gaming podcast um what, a, what an incredibly uh what, what an incredibly rare thing for us um yeah yeah it's not it's not very often i get that deep into something but yeah it makes me want to look more into the game because all i know really about mass effect is seeing uh people streaming and getting the vehicles toppled over and trying oh, the hardest yes. to get it back up. <laughs> the Mako. I gotta love the Mako. Yeah. I always like everybody hates those vehicle sections. I actually quite enjoyed the vehicle sections. You just gotta get your head around it in the original. Um, of course, I've, I'm doing an insanity run because that's what my community decided that I would do. And I'm being a renegade because that's what my community decided I would do. They're making all my decisions for me and it is not going well. Um, <laughs> but it's it's fun. It's fun. Uh, other things I've been doing, I watched a couple of movies. Uh, the Demon Slayer movie, fantastic. Don't go into it unless you've watched the series because it yeah. just picks up at the end of the series and continues the story that. on. I know, apparently you're watching it soon, right? Oh. God. Yes. So um I I am being taken to the cinema. Oh, no, I am doing my boyfriendly duty um and accompanying my boyfriend to the cinema to see his favorite era anime on the big screen on Thursday. Um mm. I don't I don't watch anime. I don't particularly enjoy anime. Um uh, so yeah, this is me being my incredibly boyfriendly uh sort of doing my doing my duty. <laughs> then, uh, by the way, I then asked him, uh, would, would you then come and see the Bond film with me on in, in October? Uh and he was like, no. I was like, oh, okay, fuck you then. <laughs> anyway, so yes, we, we are now having to crash course uh, me in this season. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm sort of trying to master the art of looking like I'm watching it, but kind of thinking about everything but and trying to sort of just gloss past it. But I find it funny how you're essentially studying to go to the movie theaters. Yeah, I know. This is, this is <laughs> a level so of dedication. Let nobody, let <laughs> nobody serious. say the r six seven oh god i've forgotten how long we've been going out um however long our relationship has been going out for that i'm sort of that not dedicated to my boyfriend that i'm actually studying and reading up to go to see a film mm. um of a of a of a, a thing that i don't particularly enjoy but there you go that's mm-hmm. my, uh, let me just say it was the highest grossing movie in japan of i've printed i think of all time now oh, wow. So, wow if anything you you might not know what's going on <laughs> but uh, if you've not watched the the season 
properly but uh at least you'll will have fun with the visuals and, and oh totally and no absolutely so. I, i'm i'm mm. a huge i i can see the artistic i can see the artistic merit in um mm. in anime it's, it's beautifully done um mm-hmm. it's just the uh it's just the um weird inner monologue exposition uh sort of things that really drive me at the wall mm. i will say um kimetsu no yaiba or uh, demon slayer is a lot I, I it's the inner inner monologues in that are more important i guess than than other anime i've watched in the past where if you're watching something like dragon ball z nothing happens for an entire episode and it's just talking to one another instead of actual fighting like everything in demon slayer is and the camera's like panning and they're just standing Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. and i say when that budget kicks in oh my god like that it looks oh it looks so good Uh, there are some like moments in there which are a little bit odd but um ufo table who's like works on the production did a um a fantastic job with that um i just watched army of the dead as well that's a weird film if you like zombie movies uh, you'll probably enjoy it i guess it's a zach zach schneider film so it's it's one of his better zach films though from 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 what i think about schneider so yeah yeah not I've for, hated not like for a lot our of his... expansion of his no of, of, of a movie that was pretty like shit anyway and he's made it even shitter this this one at least it's like a fun like kind of zombie romp and it does some interesting things and actually raises some very interesting questions by the end if you pay attention to things that are going on but um you know it's on netflix uh, it's recommended you know grab a bucket of popcorn and, and just just you know sit down and uh, i wouldn't say yeah, switch your brain off for a bit. You can probably multitask while you're watching that as well, and and get everything out of that film because it's not exactly groundbreaking, but it's entertaining at least. So, cool. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, Glenn, what have you been up to this week? Oh, you know, nothing. But spe- no. So, um, <laughs> what I so I personally love playing MMOs a lot. I play a mm. lot of Final Fantasy and Elder Scrolls. I actually got back into Guild Wars two to give it a try. I have a few oh. of my friends who really really enjoy that game, and I did too. But my issue is especially games that aren't final fantasy where you can't just have one character have every single class mm-hmm. i always like start off playing um and then around like level 10 15 20 i'm like okay this class is great but what about this one and mm-hmm. then i'll do it over and then what about this one and what about this one then what about this one and then i actually like burn myself out and mm-hmm. i burn myself out of all these games because of it um but i came back and i think the class that kind of like spoke to me was the engineer um for me oh, if i Guild hear was too yeah like, it was yeah. too mm-hmm Whenever, when I um when I picked up Guild Wars 2 originally, that like I literally jumped into engine, I was like turrets everywhere, just yes. like just popping down. For me, I think I love when when someone says, Oh, this class is hard. It's hard, I want to try it. Like no mm. matter what, I just want to give it a shot. And I just unlock kits where I can change uh I think you can only use like guns, rifles, like you're very limited in like your actual weapons, but then you get like all these like different array of like tools and kits and everything. And I was mm. able to get a flamethrower and I'm just like, Yes, burn everything down. Mm-hmm. And- <laughs> so that's been kind of fun. I also went back into a little bit of World of Warcraft. Um it was actually my f- it wasn't my first MMO, but it was the first one, like, subscription-wise, I played for a bit. I played during, like, the... Between Legion and Battle for Azeroth, which kind of sucks because Legion was, like, such, like, a highly praised expansion. And then Battle mm. for Azeroth, we don't talk about anymore. Um, so, in between that, like, little, like, section, I had, like, no... I, I was in a guild. It was fun. A lot of them were just, like, really silly. It was a good time. But then once, like, people felt, like, the lack of content, they all left. 
and then I was alone and then I haven't really touched it, but I came back and I'm now a controller player. I used to always play on keyboard and mouse um, until um, I was doing some raiding. And I'm so sorry if I'm like rambling everywhere. I have no, ADHD. That is good. <laughs> it's fine. No, it's, it's good. Like when it comes to like MMO stuff, it's 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 difficult for me sometimes. Like I've been trying to get back into Final Fantasy 14, but every time I try, there's just like so much dialogue and 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 stories like so mm-hmm. heavy with that. It's like, all right, I'm gonna sub 30 days. I play it like once <laughs> or twice, like, and then my sub runs out, and I'm like, do I really want to resub again? You know. Like I'm, I'm trying though. I'm trying, like, but yeah, I just need more. Like, I'm currently rocking the um, summoner. Yeah, summoner class. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the only one that I'm doing so far because I'm still playing through the main story. But yeah, you'll have to give me some tips for that. Just like because oh, I know you play a lot of fourteen. Summoner, summoner is really fun. Actually, we're mm-hmm. expecting summoner to get heavily changed next expansion. Summoner is oh, usually really? always. To be honest, someone usually is always very heavily changed. But mm. there was an interview that um, a, a big, a big personality in fourteen, Mister Happy, had an interview with Yoshi P, the the director and producer, um, and he literally said that Summoner is hitting like a breaking point mm. because of how the kit works. Um, mm. But I'm I'm excited to see what changes happen. Um, but because of fourteen, I actually started playing on controller, and controller is so much fun. Fourteen, I used to do some rating, mm. um, but then what happened was I would get like a little bit of hand cramps during them because I would I would be like so tense and, and nervous during like these really like intense fights to the point where uh, I was like, you know, I can't I can't risk it even if it's just like a, a little like you know crampiness. I don't want to get any carpal tunnel, so then I switched to a controller. And when I tell you, I sat by a train dummy. And I was just hitting buttons and seeing which one fit where for three full hours. Mm. I, and I felt content because after that, I was able to do everything like with muscle memory. Um, yeah, yeah. A controller is so good for, for 14. I Literally since the beginning, like I hate keyboard mouse controls. I cannot stand them. I'm like a console player for a very long time before I switched to PC. But for every single game, I've, I've literally got to use a controller. So mm-hmm. the fact that I could use a controller with 14 and uh, set up all like the shortcuts and things and it works quite nicely. I get my rotations in there with the, with the putting down dots and all mm-hmm. of that, you know good stuff and it's just like it's it's so easy just to to get into a rhythm it's more like um uh i want to say like a, a like a rhythm game yes. than anything else mm-hmm. when, when it comes to like playing that kind of mmo um but yeah like uh i just i just i just love the fact that it's so accessible with the controller because you can just sit back relax rather than having to be hunched Truly. over the desk it's so much better yeah, and I was actually the opposite. I always played keyboard and mouse on everything. The only time I ever mm. played controller was so I I only played Nintendo consoles growing up because my family didn't have that much money. So I only had mm. the GameCube and the Wii growing up. I didn't have anything beforehand. Mm. Uh, so I was used to keyboard and mouse. And I thought, oh, I can't play on controller because I actually tried the DualShock Four uh, controller, and that felt so weird in my hands. It felt like I have like pretty big hands, so it felt awkward and then just like the way everything was positioned it felt like it was actually hurting my hands so i thought Mm. no i can't do this um but then i tried my luck with a third party uh switch controller it worked for a bit but there was like a lot of like issues connected to my pc that i didn't realize until like after it broke um but that felt comfortable and now i'm on my uh my dual sense five that's what it's called the playstation 5 Mm. controller and it feels Mm. so comfortable is that is that is that like worth the uh the amount that it's that's going for at the moment that's a good question. I don't know. I know for me, I needed it because with 14, I actually bought um, the the Xbox Series X controller mm. and you use your triggers a lot in 14. Those triggers were hurting my hands like mm, um, yeah. the, the middle part of my of my index fingers like were cramping after just one fight. 
Like I felt like I was literally just like uh, uh, playing with like actual guns. Like I'm like mm. I don't I don't like this trigger. I don't like this. Mm, I feel you there. I feel you there. Like in terms of that, I have like a custom. Um, I can't remember which one this is. I think this is an Xbox One controller. But like even with this, like after a while, like these triggers just start hurting my hands so much. Maybe the uh, the dual dual. DualSense 5, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's worth, uh, worth investing in then. I, I will yeah. say on the DualSense 5, actually, that when it's hooked up to the PlayStation 5, the... the, the, the oh, so you have it, don't you? Yeah, the PS5. Sorry. Sorry. You have a did PS5, I, don't did you? I just, did, I, did I just drop that out there? Um, yeah. Mm. Yes, I have a PlayStation 5. <laughs> Do not rob me. Um, and uh, <laughs> Oh, I hear, I hear them gathering outside already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we actually had to move it. Slight sidebar. So our, our lounge has like a bay window and it's next to the front door. And we had the PS5 sort of like on the TV, like we had to sort of like, because it's so fucking big, I had to sort of like lean it out the window or something practically. But the, um, it, it was, it, it the, like three people uh, in the first few weeks came to the front door, like delivery people, looked in the bay window and, and clocked it was a PS5 and started asking me questions about it. It's like, right, that's moving. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So we kind of extended the house the other way and put the PS5 over there. Um I was afraid you were going to tell me that people actually try to like get in and take it. No, 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 no. We we we, we live in a nice area, um, but it's. <laughs> but no, we um no, it, it's just like even just looking at it through the window, and, and you can see like they're like bloody magpies. It's just like they're looking at it. It's almost like a PS Five. It's like yeah, I'm I'm fucking moving that. I was gonna like get a, I was gonna get like a sticker and put like a PlayStation One. No, no, what would it be? I don't know, like a lever arch file or something up up against uh, up against it or bag over the top of it or something anyway the um the yeah well, that was it triggers, the triggers, Sorry. The triggers. Yeah. You're about the triggers. <laughs> i played so it took a while you know they've got that kind of resistance uh pull mm. thing mm. on them they're meant to have if you play astro's playroom which is not a game it's an advert um but that that sort of tells you with its haptics and everything else how it can be how it can possibly work we played uh borderlands and turned on the uh the active triggers my god i had to turn that off in about two minutes because the, the the resistance on the trigger is ridiculous if you the idea is if you if you're firing a bow it, it gets tighter and tighter and tighter and then click it releases when you fire the arrow or if you're firing in for borderlands obviously for a machine gun obviously the, the name of the game is to spray bullets um, but you're holding it down, and every single shot that goes off, it, the, the trigger is like pushing back at your finger, sort of thing. Mm. And it's like the, as a novelty, fun. But I, I had like I was getting carpal tunnel practically. I had to sort of turn the thing off and just put it back. But to what sort of if, again. what if after playing that game for so long, you actually try archery? You just become so much better. Like you're already natural because of the haptics. Oh, somebody in chat said you can reduce the feedback of the hap. Okay, okay, well, okay. I'm, I might I mend say, it for the next one. That but would be a, uh, I just an option. Yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah mm-hmm. and, and and stamp sort of said he has to turn it low for me to enjoy. You're absolutely right. I mean, it's. It, it, I I I can only imagine if I played it for like a while, like I'd have like massive muscly fingers and. Let's let's not go down that conversation. Not yet. even just like muscly like index fingers. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What what possible use can that? Um. And so that's kind of yeah. So that's my story about uh, PS Five and and triggers and stuff. Wonderful, wonderful. Is there anything else you've been up to this week, Glenn? Yes. Yeah, so on Netflix, the second and final season of Special came out, 
and oh, oh my god i love that show so much um it's a show about the main character is a disabled gay uh, person who has a uh, cerebral palsy and basically um when he goes into his new job he actually in his in his uh words is in the disabled closet so he um hides the fact that he has cp and just blames on the fact that um his limitations came from a car accident and it's mm. uh the entire show revolves or the first season revolves around him like you know slowly keeping the secret but also like uh getting more and more out there um getting his own place because he used to live with his mother the entire time um you know meeting men there's actually what's really amazing about that show is that it actually accurately depicts or like it, it shows um a side of 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 gay sex in a more like actual believable sense instead of like the dramatization we see on tv mm. even like with uh, regular like heterosexual sex and it was it was nice to see that like showing the awkwardness of it and it, it just it, it broke a lot of grounds and the second season was even better and i i cried at least seven times i laughed at least 300 times i kept count i was tallying <laughs> yeah well it's good to be in positive of laughing um but no it's a it's a it's a super super uh beautiful series as you say I, i'm i've watched the first season i haven't watched the second season yet um but yeah it's i, I think it, it's telling a valuable story it really is and it's 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 something that's worth celebrating and i think you're right that the, the idea about the sort of sex scenes and stuff but being real life sex scenes where it, it is awkward and you do stub your toe and and you are mm. sort of like have all those sort of challenges rather than um rather than it being kind of this beautifully romanticized sort of a fire and you don't even have a fireplace and and that sort of thing where everything just like flows and it's like just yeah and, and the like waves wrong. and yeah exactly mm. the mm. petals just show up there were never petals to begin with yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Wait, you, does you, that not happen when you're, 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 uh, you're, you're, you're making out by the fire and you don't have a fireplace <laughs> spontaneous pedals that are, are always around when i never mind anyway moving on moving cool. um <laughs> let's move on to our, our bite-sized news because time is marching on and, and uh, we've we barely got started oh wow um, so <laughs> bite-sized news um what's been in the news recently obviously the big news of the week uh is the twitch tags it's only been two years in the making um uh, but we are getting... than... okay all right sorry okay. i'm gonna get okay. on a horse here i'm gonna <laughs> I'm I'm stand on the i'm gonna take up space here okay so as one of a i will say like i feel like I, i've been a key campaigner for um for the trans tag on twitch for the for not just the last uh since 20 well last two years but since 2018 when uh twitch took communities away since then the trans community has been fighting for any scrap of discoverability on the platform and uh twitch finally caved they finally caved after after like uh, almost a year of literally just saying yeah we'll, we'll get to that we'll get to that something's coming something's coming we're not going to do it because we're concerned about you know like harassment of the community and you know we don't see identity as content um they finally they finally done it they finally announced that they're adding 350 brand new tags to the platform uh including tra the transgender tag which the whole transgender community has been vocal about for so long now it being like the highest rated feature on user voice for again since at least this time last year something like that mm. and they actually had it in last october um 
there is that the transgender tag. I know there's going to be a, uh, a disabled tag, a black tag. Um, uh, I'm not sure which other tags, but there's, there's at least 350 of them, uh, which should all be in place next week. Now, they did say that they're announcing it early, uh, which means that they would have announced this during Pride Month, which doesn't sit well mm-hmm. nope mm-hmm. um that but um i won't i won't get into uh <laughs> um if if that was a uh going to be a performative action uh or not mm. but uh yeah i'm just glad it's finally here it's yeah. it feels like a huge mm-hmm. weight uh off the shoulders of the the entire uh trans streaming community and i'm just thankful that that it's just in place. And I'm just like hoping that like people remember this started with, you know, wonderful streamers like uh, Nicotine and her community. Literally, I think that was the first place that she stemmed from putting it out there in the beginning, putting the idea out there in the beginning and, and just getting the ball rolling. So I'm just extremely thankful to everyone who's been involved in, in making this possibility. But it only happened through years of asking for it and it shouldn't have taken so long and it shouldn't have taken us literally banging our heads against a brick wall with zero communication and zero transparency from twitch but yeah and it it shouldn't have lasted up until the point of putting it out ready for pride month yep because that's Mm. just awful Mm. um Mm. to score bonus points yeah yeah we can be we, we can be grateful for it but i think equally like uh, criticism is good totally absolutely i'm 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 put it out a few like get it out the month ago get it out a week or two ago like don't sort of put it up as this is definitely going to happen in pride month and it's just again you could have said it was pandering but put it out on trans day of remembrance uh of visibility when when like none no when you didn't say anything about the day whatsoever do it on that day you know um yes it's just uh yeah yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's here. Yeah, but you yeah. Know, there's still a yeah. lot of work to be done for like trans representation on the platform and in yeah. the gaming industry in general. But little victories. Where we agreed. So. Agreed. And uh, so many other tags coming too. So I'm really happy. I'm, I'm very excited, excited for that. There's some stuff about hot tubs and stuff, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> like my, <laughs> what I'm happy about is that like earlier this year we had the the peer the peer to peer launch, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was essentially like what twitch is now finally getting into where we were able to go and find all these people based on so many so many tags and categories and what what's really annoying is seeing i mean it's always annoying seeing the comments uh the twitch twitter comments i can't stand them <laughs> a lot of people mm-hmm. just talk out of the ass um but the the whole segregation is not a thing uh we are trying our hardest to make sure that we are known that people know who we are that people know that our specific backgrounds have specific experiences and that mm-hmm. nearly all of ours have been, you know, stamped out by the majority. Mm, Absolutely. Exactly. Like, yeah. uh, that's just, just, again, with those responses being like, oh, you know, where's my white tag? Where's my straight tag? This is going to be like discrimination against me if this is put in place. It's like <laughs> um, the whole of Twitch yeah. is the uh is the, a white, tag. white tag is the cis yeah. white tag you know the yeah. whole so, uh, cis white straight tag so yeah. the whole of the, media the straight like, tag we... is hot tubs <laughs> the the whole of media we know your story we know about billy that like grew up in the suburb that went to mm. school 
didn't do great in his grades, but still somehow went to like a really good college. We all know that story, but you don't know mm-hmm. all you don't know all of our other stories. You don't know about uh, the person that struggled with their agen- identity. Um, you don't know the person that struggled with their sexuality. The person that was kicked out of their home at like the age of fourteen. The person who was mocked until they were eighteen about their accent. The person who was uh, always looked at with really glaring eyes whenever they went to any public uh, any public outing. You don't know those voices, and you mm-hmm. don't listen. And it's time for us. Like we we've always been here. But now we're getting more and better tools to be like, listen, this is our story. And this mm-hmm. is what you don't know. Well, it's it's that. And that was very well put, by the way. Absolutely, um, yeah. It's that. And uh, and the, the idea that that this was once something that we had. We had communities back in the day. We, we mm. could create these tags that would bring people together and actually create these these connections, these communities, allow people to find each other. And then that was taken away, which is the whole reason that we even started campaigning for the tag in the first place. And if you're, you know, some random and I don't want to like again discriminate but some random straight cis white guy you can go into Twitch and look at pretty much 90% of the streams on the platform and see someone you identify with for someone who is is trans or even questioning um, you can go to the LGBTQI plus section great that's that's wonderful you can see all those different streams where do you find that person that relates to you where do you find like a place that you feel safe to because you know there's a lot of places identify you know as like lesbian bi or queer that are still very transphobic people you don't necessarily know what you're you're going into just to have that overarching um tag and that was uh, one of the issues that we wanted to bring to light for like such a long time and it's just nice that that can now be seen as a thing in the past uh will there be increased discrimination from this likely will there be increased trolling likely uh but you know we're and it was used as an excuse to to prevent it by the way that was one of the things like they were concerned about increased harassment but here's the thing one there shouldn't be harassment on your your site in the first place people have tools in place to be able to deal with that and the harassment only stems from a culture that you yourselves allowed to fester and you essentially created and stood by and did nothing about i mean look at major twitch streams with no moderation in their chats and the kind of like vile horribleness Mm. that just gets spewed into those things but you know we can take care of ourselves we're not children and it's an optional thing so if people don't use the tags great if people do we're quids in we can find each other we can actually form uh more meaningful relationships and just just for discoverability's sake this is such a win so yeah did I read somewhere that um allies are going to be encouraged not to use the lgbtqia plus tag as well Mm-hmm. That is true. Yes, uh, that Twitch did uh, come out and say that they're they're clarifying that the LGBT the A in LGBTQIA plus is not necessarily for ally, as they kind of like had mixed messaging on mm-hmm. in the past. But it yeah. actually, you know, means like uh, either asexual, aromantic, mm-hmm. or yeah. that that particular uh, spectrum that that people are on. And uh, they do have an ally tag. Um, I don't know if anybody's going to use an ally tag. Because surely, you know, if you're a cool person, you, you shouldn't need to use that tag anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, you shouldn't need to, to to tell people that you're an ally. You shouldn't need to tell people that this is, you know, that, that your stream is safe. Because if you're going to be an asshole, 
And maybe that's I mean, what the a, maybe that's the other A that should be represented. <laughs> oh my yeah, goodness! Exactly. <laughs> just yeah, find and, them all and then just cancel them all. Mm-hmm. And everyone, where's, the, where's the bigot tag? Because we could <laughs> yeah. probably slap those on a fair few streams. So. <laughs> is yeah. is like, there a Republican tag? Is that the, isn't that the same? No, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's what I mean. That's exactly what I meant. Catch mm. up with the joke. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. I see. I see. I see. Anyway, tags. The political good satire. News. Yes, tags. Good got, news. Very happy. Um, absolutely. Um, what else? So I've got uh, one which makes my little gay heart uh, absolutely sing, which is the Lego Pride set that's coming out next week. It looks Ooh. adorable. Uh, it's absolutely amazing, and it's just. Um, I was going to share a picture, but I think I've broken my computer. So let's not worry. Let's not stress oh, that. No. But it, it's. So, uh, it, it's gorgeous pies. it's absolutely gorgeous and um it, it's just this beautiful kind of simple um uh, it's the progress flag basically so black brown red orange yellow green blue purple and then the trans flag built onto the end of it as well with the progress flag so light blue uh, white and baby pink um and it's got beautiful kind of like faceless characters oh thank you mia uh, i can throw this up onto the screen now there we go. Um, yeah, so we can see that it's uh, it's it's got uh, faceless characters that are meant to be genderless, um, and and uh, yeah, it's it's absolutely amazing. The, the only uh, little hiccup I think that happened um, is that people have spotted. I just yeah, thank you in the chat um, that it's uh, it has been tagged as being eighteen plus. Mm. Um, that. We reached out to Lego and they quickly explained to us that this is part of their architecture range. Uh, the architecture range is all 18 plus. So the Empire State Building one they've got, the Saturn V rocket one they've got. They've got loads of sort of ones uh, which are not meant to be toys and not meant to be played with. They're meant to sit on a shelf and they're an adult collection. That being mm. said, that's the logic. Um, it doesn't sound good, does it? Well, you say that, but like from my like research, there are also like architecture sets which are like twelve plus. Mm. Mm. I literally just looked up uh, the 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 Trafalgar Square uh, sets. Yeah. Like, I I just googled it, and it literally just says twelve plus. Yeah, so, the logic doesn't quite hold up. Yeah. Unfortunately, I fear that what's happening is um, as regular watch the podcast will know um i am a big fan of uh lego games um and i know the exec producer of one of those games um and he explained to me once that lego they're scandinavian they're not home of epic in the slightest they're lovely people um but they have a big family image to try and protect mm. their entire market all around the world so it's not that they deliberately don't want to do gay stuff um but they they steer clear of it uh, to avoid any of these kind of uh, miscommunications or, or any kind of like dramas that are coming up. I think in this, uh, on the surface, this is a huge step for Lego to do this. Mm. It's the first time they've mm-hmm. ever done anything blatantly LGBTQ. And it's beautiful. And yes, I'm going to be up at midnight uh, on the 1st of June getting my pre-order in. Um, however, yeah, it's it's a bit sticky that it's sort of sitting in that 18 plus bracket. Um 
Yeah, I mean, mm. there, there's a couple of issues that I'd take with the. I, I'd hope with something like that, they'd they'd allow you to like customize the minifigs as well. At least give you some different options for like hair and stuff like that. But you know, just rather than just having, like, if you if you're you know in the 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 trans section, for instance, you see the 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 pink. The pink minifig has like very long flowing hair, you know, like uh, just reinforcing certain stereotypes that you know, mm. aren't necessarily the the most positive, you know. And the, and the black about... and brown, the black, yep. sorry, the, the the black and brown one also has um, stereotypically uh, sort of black and brown hair as well. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, um, if that's like what you want to put on the box in order to like advertise it, but I'd like to see some like different options there in terms of like what you actually get included in the box, even if it bumped up the price a little bit, just for people mm. to like customize it and have it actually represent them. I mean, it's a it's a flag at the end of the day, but if they're going to stick minifigs on it, you may as well just just make it customized for the for the people. But I th- I do think it's a like a, a step in the in the right direction for for a company and it's nice to see things put out there um i'm hoping that it doesn't get to the end of you know the month and then they they take that away though i hope it's just there to stay you know i also um, wish it came out uh like I, I love it but i wish it came out like maybe not during pride just so it can be like hey yeah. we're always thinking about you not just hmm. during the month that this is the yeah. most like profitable. It is. It is rainbow capitalism, but, but absolutely, it's going to be interesting to see if they keep selling it beyond June. Mm-hmm. That would be my big thing. I think that's that's the big litmus test for me. Like, I, I of course, bring it out in June. We all know that's coming. Um, but I think, yeah, if they keep selling it for the, for the remainder of the year and they keep selling it all year round, that would be the kind of big litmus test for yes. me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe the money is going to charity as well. So oh, yeah, they, they've good. like picked a, a bunch of different charities yeah. apparently that they're working with. Yeah. Um and the proceeds are going towards so it's that. good it's rainbow nice. capitalism rather mm-hmm. than bad rainbow mm-hmm. capitalism. So we're all good with that. It's not just yes. lying their pockets. No, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's actually doing some good. Um what else? Mia? What we, have have, we have another story which uh you you coined Vemi Lovato, uh cute enough, which is uh Demi Lovato has uh come out as non binary and is using they them pronouns. Is it just the they them pronouns? I think it they is. Are they I them. think it's yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is absolutely fantastic um it's nice to see like just like big public figures coming out and and just Mm. just being themselves but it means a lot for the community as well um it's always always great to see just like um when elliot page came out and announced that they identified as uh you know they're they're trans man and uh that was like a massive uh thing for the the trans community that day again just having like visible uh, people who are who are like going outside the the, the gender norms is yeah. is uh, I think fantastic it's, in terms of representation. You're absolutely right. I, I think it's super important, particularly for the non the non binary community. Um, mm-hmm. There are. Mm-hmm. A, a group or um, an identity or a label that, that is sort of really uh, misunderstood, I think. And I think that sort of the growth through uh, Drag Race UK with obviously Ginny Lemon and uh, Bimini Bomboulash identifying as non-binary, there was a lovely sort of exploratory mm-hmm. exploration kind of moment there, um, et cetera, well, et cetera, say- actually. Sorry. In in the cultural zeitgeist, it's it's generally like quite new. It's only something mm. that, that people have yes. started to like take notice of for the Absolutely. last... Um, I don't know, like five or six years, maybe, Mm -hmm. I guess. I mean, that's when I really started hearing about it. And like Mm -hmm. for a long time, I I had my 
preconceptions and like misconceptions about it like for for a while until you know i actually looked into to what it yeah. was um so and, and that's like somebody who's in the lgbt community you know yeah. so yeah. um it's going to take a, a a long time for for people to come around so this is why like having people at the forefront who are visible as visible and have as much influence as someone like demi lovato does yeah. is so important just like it, putting that like in people's well not necessarily in people's faces but like presenting them with that information saying hey non-binary people are a thing and they exist and it is sparking a lot of conversation like a lot especially Mm -hmm. because they're again like you said they're so in the media and personally Mm -hmm. actually it was really nice seeing this because i'm actually currently uh like going through my own gender identity so seeing someone like demi speak on it was really empowering really Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if anyone's caught up with uh, uh, Drag Race Down Under, or or Down Budget as I call it, but dra- <laughs> Drag Race dra- Drag Race Down Under. Um, which, wow! Uh, oh, okay. how to them? <laughs> and uh, one of the queens on there, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. No, um, it wasn't etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It was another one. Ah, go on, brain. Wait, is there actually Whatever. somebody on Drag Race called et cetera, yeah. et cetera? Yes, there is. there is. There is, yeah. that. Um, chat, help me out if someone if someone in there has watched uh, Drag Race Down Under. Anyway, I've only watched one episode because there's so much Drag Race going on. I've, I had to take a break. <laughs> there's just That's a separate conversation. <laughs> but somebody on there literally to, um, in the episode that I watched this morning was talking about their identity as, as non-binary and was talking about the sort of like some of the sort of like the uh, the, the learning that 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 the whole community is still going through and 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 they were ma- making reference in there to sort of experiences that they'd had in the past um with people saying oh just pick a side make your mind up uh and, and this sort of thing and i think the the notion that the binary doesn't exist anymore and we are on that kind of floating scale um mm. i think it's really important i i think these conversations are really important i think drag race is a great mouthpiece to get into people's ears and i think you're right glenn having someone with the iconic kind of status as uh, Demi um, to sort of start on their journey and make it public. Um, to me, that's like a really important thing. Mm-hmm. So well done. Yeah. Them. Them. I'm sorry. Them. And it well also, it well done them. It also brings it to like mind, like the whole gender being just a social construct, because like when we think about it, one really good example was high heels were made for men initially. Mm, yeah absolutely. like and people can't really uh, like grasp that like a lot of things that we think are very much like you know socially accepted feminine socially accepted masculine were not the mm-hmm. same many it's, many many exactly centuries ago. it's all constructed absolutely. because like 50 well like 60 50 years ago it was like i think like pink being for girls and blue being for boys that was actually like backwards as well and yeah. it was actually pink was for boys and like i think it was may have been yellow for girls. i am actually not certain but the the colors were completely swapped around different that was something that was constructed by like the toy industries to actually sell more toys it's got nothing to do with your actual gender which is crazy mm-hmm. um, um the great the great british the great british sewing bee that was on last week uh here in the uk were talking about uh, children's clothing um and they were saying that even up until the 1930s or 40s um kids were put in regardless of their their sex that they were put in dresses because it's they're just easier to 
handle and sort of access and, and do stuff with. Um, mm. And it was only really uh, a modernish invention. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I wore dresses as a kid, but that was for very yeah. different reasons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and, and that's kind of like the, the whole sort of thing about putting putting uh, kids in trousers and stuff if they're one sex or the other, then that's mm. uh, mm-hmm. a very recent thing. And you're absolutely right, Glenn. Um, heels were for men. And even um, definitely like with different uh, cultures and languages, like everything just swaps around and mm. it's not it's mm-hmm. not consistent. Absolutely. Mm, exactly. Yeah. There is there is no consistency to, consistency to it. Nothing matters. We should all be allowed to, to wear what we want. Yeah. Tear it apart. Just Tear it like, apart. Dism- dismantle it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Exactly. exactly. Now, I just wanted to like uh, touch on real quick. I know we spoke about Final Fantasy fourteen before, but there are some updates from the Fan Fest, which are absolutely um, cute and amazing. There is a new expansion which is coming called Endwalker, which has a lot of Final Fantasy four stuff in it, which I'm so looking forward to because Final Fantasy four is one of my um, personal favorites. Uh, we're going to get to go to the moon, which is uh, great. Uh, I think they announced uh, the new class is reaper right mm-hmm. and uh, yoshi p came out on stage in the full-on reaper uh cosplay which was a sight to see fully sweating fully Look- uncomfortable mm. just <laughs> looked like something out of bloodborne at the time i'm like am i sure am i watching the the right thing but like absolutely fantastic i that he pulled that off um yeah and there is uh, also male viera coming which is i think that's something that they said that they wouldn't do Yep, they so they mm-hmm. said that when they announced Vieras and Hrothgars, the reason why they didn't just like go full Hrothgar or full Vier was because Vier is something that the community had been asking for a long time. But mm-hmm. also Final Fantasy XIV did not have a character customization that was more beast-like. Everyone was more was all humanoid. So they wanted both, but they really couldn't because of just resources and, and the the incredible work that goes to an MMO and getting a new race and getting all the old like gear that was already established. To then fit with this new one so they just decided mm-hmm. to keep it with female viera uh male hrothgar and they specifically said they would not do anything more well they heard our feedback and i believe one of the teams actually i can't think of the word they, they took the initiative and, and worked on the male vieras mm-hmm. and i'm mm-hmm. i'm very excited i don't know if i want to change because i love my femro femros are very rare but bunny boys are kind of amazing mm. Mm, I mean, like everybody wants to be a uh, a bunny boy now on my timeline. <laughs> uh, Moonlit says, "Giant muscle women next, please." Yes. Yeah, sure. Giant muscle women. Let's go. Um, I will say, yeah. Uh, Square Enix actually sent me out some salt and pepper shakers. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! on Heidelin and uh, I believe it's Zodiac. I haven't gotten yep. that far in the story yet. I need to get back in. I need to catch up because uh, because yeah, obviously I've got some story issues that I need to get past. Through. <laughs> but like that that post uh, Heaven's Ward content is. Just just it's it's such a slog and i kind of i kind of hate it i'm not gonna lie um but i'm gonna try and catch up because i want to get into all the final fantasy 4 inspired goodness even like the the music oh the 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 bosses that are there oh it's 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 so good it's so good what what data center are you and i'm just curious i am on aether um i am also an aether so (gasps) if you need any help I will. I will definitely take that offer. I'm not sure when I'm jumping back in, but I definitely want to do so before November because it's coming out November 23rd. 23rd, yeah. So you have yes. time. You have. Full... I've got more than enough time. Mm-hmm. Once, uh, oh yeah, they're bringing out world visits as well. That's Once right. world visit opens up, you're going to take me to all the neat LGBT nightclubs where the cool kids hang out in uh, Final Fantasy 14. 
I didn't even know that was a thing. That so, sounds amazing. Final Fantasy XIV has such an amazing, amazing community of like uh, people that work with the housing. And yes, mm. in one of the data centers, I think it's mostly Primal that I've seen. Like they have full on websites that looks like an actual like club like um, poster. They have a whole um, menu and people will line up whenever it opens. And it is a very long line. And it, when you go in there, it's legit a nightclub. It is amazing. Oh my goodness. I want to go to my uh, gay nightclubs in Final Fantasy XIV. That sounds like a fantastic time. Hell yes. Uh, speaking of uh, fantastic LGBTQI plus times, I believe Indeed. you've got something to talk about on that front. Uh, I do. I'm going to whip through it really quickly. Um, mm. But people might remember on Gaming Magazine last year, uh, we'd had our Digi Pride, which was our first ever online uh, Pride event. Um, it is back. Um, from June the 1st. Um, so we have DigiPride 2021. Um, there'll be a big announcement coming out on gaming on Wednesday, uh, mm -hmm. but I can give you a couple of little sort of peaks behind the curtain, uh, which include uh, three months worth of activities um, featuring... Um, I'm stumbling because I've bloody internet. There we go. Um, so headline uh, moments throughout... Uh, the three months uh, include uh, Bitch Puddings uh, doing a digital drag show. She's she's bringing back her digital drag show that's been keeping us all sane throughout this entire pandemic. Uh, and there is going to be a very special gaming themed digital drag show coming. Uh, we're going to pepper the three months with panels, live panels here on Twitch on the Gaming Mag uh, Twitch channel. Uh, the first of which is on June the 9th, which is Queer Voices mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. Games panel. I'm looking forward to that one. I want to hear Absolutely. all the queer voice actors talking so about their some, experiences. Exactly. We, we have uh, Tommy Earl Jenkins from Death Stranding, uh, August Aidan Black from Tell Me Why, Valerie Lohman from Wolfenstein, uh, Sarah Almela uh, from Gone Home in Gears 5, and CJ from Borderlands 3. Uh, that's fantastic. We've got another talk coming up in July, uh, which is a queer history of video games uh, talk um, by, with a queer historian. Uh, that's going to be fantastic. We have the Stream Queens uh, at the end of July, July 28th. So we have a panel of five of the Stream Queens are coming together. Uh, that's Dia, London Bradshaw, Twilight King, Eve L. Queen, and Marisol Lords are all coming together. Uh, to talk about the impact of of drag on the streaming world. Um, and then further into August, we've got a couple of more panels that are sort of still being sketched out, um, one about queer games makers and one about queer comics. Um, and that's just, that is literally just the panels. Um, mm. Everything else we've got as well. Um, we are sponsoring New York City Gamers uh, doing their Pride School Festival. Um, which is a three-day event on their Discord, um, which is... Now, the full name, now, the anime geeks will probably get this, is Pride School Festival Return to Hokori High Turbo Edition. Um, it's a three-day event. Um, it takes place on Discord, and it's based around the idea of um, school festivals in animes, the, so those sort of filler episodes um, where people sort of run around and do fun things. So we're supporting that. That is on June 18th through to june 20th uh go and check out uh, game magazine for more information on that uh the gaming podcast live we are here uh, every mm -hmm. two weeks throughout uh digipride we're going to be joined not only by some fantastic uh, stream guests as normal but we're also being joined by other guests for teensy little interviews at the top of each episode um from a fabulous set of uh, sponsors uh mm. that i can't talk about just yet 
Um, and there's competitions uh, for those sponsors as well. So each sponsor's giving us a mega bundle of prizes. And when I say mega, I'm talking mega uh, bundle. Because mm, uh, I know I've been on a little bit of this information. I'm not going to say anything, but it's well <laughs> worth. Yeah, quiet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we, we enter that when you get a chance because I'm not saying that money can't buy, but you need a lot of money to buy some of the prizes that we've got coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, Game Podcast Live. Oh, streaming. So we're working with the fantastic Rainbow Arcade, um, and they're going to be streaming every week, uh, every weekend. They're going to be doing special Digi Pride streams, um, and we're also going to have our own uh, Let's Play streams. Uh, that we're going to work with our partner streamers to deliver. Again, working with our sponsors, they're going to be extended plays of key games from the sponsors, which might actually include some special previews and some special surprises along the way, and maybe even some more giveaways as part of those streams as well. Um, Hell yeah. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to being in the That's a lot. I... I, ha- I haven't actually even scratched the surface. Um, so obviously there's always going to be sort of daily content on gaming. There's always going to be daily content uh, pumping out across all of our social media. So please follow that, gamemag.com. And we're Gaming Mag on every piece of social media. We're here, Mia and I, every two weeks. Well, I'm not actually, am I? I'm, I'm missing no, one of them. You're, you're here on your own. We're going to have a very special episode one of the weeks, which <laughs> yeah. I have ordained the car crash episode. And it's going to be... <laughs> It's going to be something, let me tell you. I don't have a plan yet, but we'll see what happens. When Robin's um, away, Mia will Robin's play. away and Mia will play. Um, and so that's kind of uh, the, the hints of what's coming. Uh, like I say, keep an eye out on Wednesday for a bigger announcement. Um, and also we've still got, some, we, we even have more stuff I can't talk about, um, including an exceptionally special thing that's going to take place in August um that i really can't talk about but i really want to talk about but i can't talk about it so I, i'm gonna to have to stop talking otherwise i'll probably blurt it out and knacker up a sponsorship deal someone put a counter how many times robin says they can't talk about it okay since you can't talk about any more than that can you at least tell us when that, that's all that's called kicking off on june 1st so june 1st right? yep so mm-hmm. next uh tuesday god um there, that's, that's gonna a week on tuesday week on tuesday i'm i'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a week ahead of myself i nearly had a heart attack so week <laughs> on tuesday june 1st um but this wednesday coming there will be a more official uh, announcement and a reveal mm-hmm of our fabulous six sponsors, he says, holding up five fingers. Um, mm. Six sponsors. Um, and I'm sure all of that information and more will be available over will at be available Gaming, at Gaming Mag. Uh, yes. .com. yes, it will. And there'll be a special... Mi- there'll even be a special microsite launching uh, for DigiPride as well uh, on Wednesday, hopefully. He says, with a, with a little hint in his voice. <laughs> T- the, the hopefully is... Uh, the. Mm, emphasize there quite quite a lot we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens we'll see what happens yeah. yes we're all good um, i'm super excited it's gonna be absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. anyway sure it will be. let's move from the digi pride spotlight to a spotlight on glenn um our, fa- our fabulous guest for this episode it's time to mm-hmm. to get to know you a bit more with some probing questions Yes, yes. Probing questions. I'm ready. I hope you're ready for You're them. ready to be probed. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wasn't going to say it, but thank you for saying that. Thank you. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll start this off like like pretty easy. Uh, like uh, when when did you get get started with streaming, just in general? So I started streaming around February of 2019, 
And mm-hmm. I remember the first time I was like, you know what, I'm going to try this. I was watching uh, the wonderful Angel XOXO. Um, she just had a wonderful like um, vibe of being mm. down to earth, but also definitely believing that she's a celebrity, which is how I like to think of myself as well. So <laughs> I just thought, you know what, I, I like how she just interests people. I'm going to try it myself. And I mm. haven't stopped ever since. It's been so much fun. Mm-hmm. Is that a, is that like a key interaction with with your communities? Is that feel that what attracts people to your content? What what do you, what would you say that brings brings people in and, and keeps them? I think, and I've been I've been very grateful that people say that they love the energy that I bring. Um, mm. When I start talking, I'm in front of a camera. I don't stop, um, mm. and that can either be really funny or really annoying. Luckily, it's been mostly the funny part. Um, but um, even if I'm having like the worst. A horrible day i sit down here the lights are on and i just like the energy just like explodes out of me and and uh, people have have been able to like bounce off of that it's become like a really Mm. fun like interaction with people in chat and and me Mm. i was gonna say because you you are really well known for your high energy i mean this has been an amazing experience sort of sitting here watching you talk properly in a kind of like low energy chilled kind of way um (laughs) but uh but I've, i've i've obviously watched a lot of your streams and it's like it genuinely sort of gets sort of like real uh, telenovela at, part, at, at points. And it's my absolute <laughs> genuine delight um, to sort of watch that. It's it's really, really cool. And it's it's a it's a thing I kind of really vibe with because I, I get the entertainment side of Twitch. I really do. I, I, I enjoy sort of people that have sort of soft and gentle conversations, but I think it is, I, I really pick up from you that it's kind of like it is a lights, camera, action, off we go kind of thing. Um, Thank you. Uh, what types of games we've mentioned a few already but what types of games do you actually play on on stream so recently i've been focusing mostly on mmos the the funny thing is that when i first started streaming i thought who's gonna watch me play an mmo who's gonna watch me go and do a quest where i have to pick up like 13 pumpkins and attack 17 like fish but people people enjoy it and what i like about it is that when i when i stream no matter what game it is it's still just chatting like it's like final Mm. fantasy 14 slash just chatting Elder Scrolls online slash just chatting and um it's it's a running gag with my community where we get to see how many quests will glenn get done in this stream (laughs) the record is three in like three hours so (laughs) Um, but I used to play a lot of Overwatch. I actually used to play a lot of like uh, first-person shooter um, kind of competitive games. But after a while, it really just like was not fun for me because I felt like I still have the en- entertainment aspect, but I would get very frustrated if like, let's say mm, I was on a losing it's, streak. It's very easy to get salty in those games, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I feel you there. I did the exact same thing. Like I played Overwatch for for a while. It's just like, I'm getting too angry doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm getting way too angry. I've got to take a break. Plus, I don't think they're necessarily the best for chat interaction either. Like when you got a nice chilled out time, like your MMOs, for instance, that's so much better. Um, yeah, apparently Moonlit likes watching me play Final Fantasy XIV and see my reaction stuff, but she doesn't like reading the story. Wow, oh. okay. I mean... <laughs> It was very tiring. I voice act all the characters, so yeah. That that is tiring, though. To be mm-hmm. honest, that's extremely tiring. Uh, something. <laughs> anyway, enough about me because this isn't about me. This is about you. Um, obviously, big proponent uh, of you know L- LGBTQIA plus uh, culture and just being part of of the community and just being out there and proud and and just being visible 
a visible LGBTQIA plus identity, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, if there was any like uh, people within the community LGBTQIA plus uh, who were thinking about getting to streaming, doing anything like that, uh, what kind of advice would you give them? What what would you what would you say to them? I would say my first thing that I just say to people is don't take yourself seriously. Hmm. Um, the worst thing is to get into something that takes a lot of work and you're already putting expectations on yourself because you're going to mess up. It's very inevitable. Like hmm. you, it, it's a lot of times when you go onto YouTube or like these sites and you look up how to start streaming, you'll get lists of these are the overlays you need. These are the sound commands you need. This is how you need to interact. This is how you need to do this, this, that. Honestly, all you need, if you're going to use a webcam is a webcam, your game and just like, what do you want it's very much uh mm -hmm. do you do you want to play do you want to play uh shooters do you want to play um stuff like you know relaxed cozy games like animal crossing stardew value stardew valley um do that and then um to to start growing i would say the best is to go to other people in that same category that you're in and start interacting start being a viewer mm -hmm. in their channel um become active make it so they know your name and then in time you can then introduce that you are also streaming don't do it in the chat it's yeah do not do it don't <laughs> say really oh yeah especially do not do it casually like oh i think i have to head out i'm actually gonna get ready for stream. please don't do that do not mm -hmm. do that <laughs> that's very frowned upon mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but in time um it, it's all about having fun having fun knowing what you want and then you learn from there you don't need to know everything when you start yeah definitely definitely um i would i would i would definitely uh follow up with that and just like just generally find out what you want going into it and just if you want to have fun have fun yeah it's uh it's very good advice i'd say um, certainly don't set out to be a star and uh, no, make a, and make no, a ton of cash that's probably the worst thing that you can <laughs> people do. go into that like, the wrong way yeah. You see those type of people who come in and they're like, "Oh yeah, I want to get like be big and famous and stuff." It's like you know, you're gonna you're gonna yeah. get such a surprise. Like no. that's the thing that I hate the most. Like like entitled people coming in and it's like, "Where are my views?" And uh, yeah. especially with a lot of us, like on Twitch, you most of the revenue and like a lot of the stuff kind of comes out outside of Twitch, mm. which is why it's so important to okay network has like a, has like a, both a positive and negative connotation but like you can still network and be friendly and and like be actively in, in a community but like that networking is very important because then yeah. you get to have stuff outside of twitch mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. definitely 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 um alongside your own stream uh we mentioned earlier that you're a member of the rainbow arcade um but you're their in-house uh video editor have i got mm -hmm. that right yeah go on Yes, I was gonna say Sorry, one of yeah. the video editors. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, how long have you been with the Rainbow Arcade? So I was with Rainbow Arcades ever since like it's like inception. Oh, I wow. think I think it started. I'm, I'm trying. I'm getting dates wrong, but I think it started like about two years ago, around January, is when we like started talking about it. And again, mm. it was like a, a very casual thing. We got people that like you know that we knew from the community together. We did not expect it to blow up <laughs> the way it did. Um, mm -hmm. Because you're like 88 members now, 85 members. Oh my god, you're 80 a lot. Okay, sorry, don't it's not factual. <laughs> 80 odd. I, I that, know it's that sounds 80 odd. odd. I mean, yeah. wow, that sounds right, not odd. That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been helping out with um a lot of the videos when it comes to like uh the heritage month, and those have been amazing because uh, again, uh, 
sometimes I don't get to interact with everybody in the team, especially because it's been getting bigger and bigger. But when it comes to them, uh, you know, sharing themselves in these videos and then me piecing it all together to get a message out, it's been like one of the most rewarding things I've done. I've, mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I know um, that. Um, sorry. sorry, go ahead. Um, I, I know that it, this wasn't one of your videos because we, we covered this in a previous interview we did. Um, but I think one of the videos that made me ugly cry uh, that you guys have put together was actually the video of welcoming all the new members. Mm-hmm. Um, that was uh, w- when you went and, and raided each of the the sort of channels to say you got into the, you made the team and stuff. Like there was a lot of happiness there, but I think a lot of people would, there were some real tears and there was someone, it was a phrase that will stick with me. It was someone that said um, that your team has done a lot for me and now I can't wait to do a lot for other people. Like oh. that sort of, that phrase is sort of just really, really emotional. And I was like, mm-hmm. I think I watched it at like 10 a.m. and I was like ugly crying at my desk. It, it was it was great um so i again I, like i said or like you said i didn't work on that video but i was definitely there for like almost all the raids and when mm-hmm. i tell you our discord channel was just blowing up saying is it time is it time like we would set up a time or let's say we said oh wait this person's live now should we go and raid them now and just seeing like the mess it was great it was wonderful Aww. and there were many times where people almost ruined the surprise because they would type their message out on their chat and then oh. almost accidentally hit the enter button it was it was a lot of great fun oh my god that sounds fun um i've seen your uh your your skits that you do yourself speaking of video editing um all your like final fantasy 14 skits on, on that you put out on twitter um very very funny and definitely like some of the cutest stuff that i've seen in terms of like interacting with that particular community um when it comes to video editing stuff is it is it something that you do just because you're passionate about it or is it something that you you're trying to make a career out of that you would like to make into a career what 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 is your what's your approach I so it started with the passion it started with just having Mm -hmm. fun um funny enough the videos on twitter started because i remember um when i would meet newer streamers and i'd always want to go to the twitter because twitter is one of the bigger like Mm. bigger um websites that streamers use uh for any Mm. type of like you know interaction and i would see some people only have i'm going live I'm going live. I'm going live. That was their entire timeline. So I thought, oh, let me try something. Let me do like these little, small, funny videos before I go live. And it was a lot of work, but mm. I would wake up like at uh, 10 a.m. This is, um, I was working part time at this time. Um, now I'm unemployed, but I, I had time and um, I would get an, an idea while I was literally washing the dishes or in the shower and then quickly get my phone out, do a quick little video. And it just like upscaled and upscaled and upscaled from there to the point where I now feel more confident how I edit. And I actually would like to make into career. I just don't know. I, I'm not sure what steps to go right mm. now. The worst part is I actually, so I discovered I have ADHD back in October during ADHD Awareness Month, and I've taken some commissions, and I need to be very specific in how I work with scheduling because it's been to the point where the ADHD will bite me in the butt and I will work on the video hours before. I uh, I suffer with like similar stuff myself. I'm actually pursuing an ADHD diagnosis at the moment. The two things that I find super helpful for like organization stuff that I found super helpful recently that I've only started doing like in the last six months or so, the, uh, the team up app is great. Um, so basically that's like an online website and, uh, app and it's uh, just a, just a calendar, but it's a calendar that you can share between yourself and people that you give a link to. So you can literally allow other people to see when you're available and, uh, just, just Trello 
too. Just like Trello for different like boards to 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 like organize yourself. Like I have a to-do list Trello. I have a I have a Trello for the community that I convinced Robin to set up a Trello yes. for the the podcast. <laughs> you know, it just yeah. makes everything so much easier on the end. Um like again, it's difficult though when you do have ADHD. Like it's it's a struggle. Uh, like a lot of people don't think about, it, especially when it's unmedicated as well. It's just, mm-hmm. it's hard to get things done. I imagine that you've dealt with that a, a lot. It's funny because once mm-hmm. I, because um, I didn't really know much about ADHD until October. It was actually mm-hmm. right after my front page slot. I was on a really big high, and then I saw this post from Danny Donovan, who is an amazing amazing comic book artist that does a lot of ADHD stuff. And I looked at this and I thought, wait a minute, you're telling me that other people don't feel this way. Mm. And then I kept scrolling and I kept scrolling and and it it was wild. But I I think one thing that's really helped me out is I do set up like tentative deadlines to give me like an extension. That's really helped me a lot. Mm. Mm. I will like, uh, I had like a similar thing as well where in the beginning like i just thought that maybe i was just lazy because i could never concentrate and get things done and i beat myself up for it like mm-hmm. all the time it's like oh you're a terrible person you're just like a lazy person and then once these things just started clicking into place it was mm-hmm. kind of like freeing almost yep. yeah it's the- like okay this is something that is is a very real thing and it could be managed and like mm-hmm. i'm still pursuing you know diagnosis and, and things and I would- the whole system over here is terrible but oh no um, i wish you the best of luck because i i felt the same exact way like one of the worst part was like applying for jobs um mm. i felt comfortable being in the interview room but writing the cover letter was the worst even now like basically anything written wise it's 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 awful i even told robin i apologize when robin gave me the prompt for the interview i sat down i got scared and i ran away and then i said i'm so sorry i'm, I'm working on it right now mm. Mm. Like I, I like just leaving things till the 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 last very, minute, or the very you know, last just minute. just procrastination central in yeah. general. Yeah, and it's it's it's, it's it's a real learning point for me actually. As, as sort of someone from looking from the outside in, actually, that the, it's it it is more off, it's more common than you think. It really is, mm. and that there are a lot of people that that I sort of we so sort of peek behind the curtains. So, so we because of the time zones involved, obviously running gaming being an international magazine the majority of our interviews we tend to do written because it's easy to sort of like throw, well, okay, I think it's easy to throw a load of questions into a Google Doc, send it around, have people reply to it, and then we'll cut it up and rewrite it into an interview that sounds like we had a spoken interview. But as a learning point for me that I've sort of have started to try and adopt a way of like, are you comfortable doing this? If not, we can definitely organize uh, something verbal. Um it, it's something that really has sort of come across my desk a couple of times. You you would be genuinely surprised. Actually, I'm not sure that you would be because if you know it, I guess it's it is more common than you think. But it, it's a lot of people sort of they they do sort of kick back a little bit when it comes to like written. Oh my god, written. Um, mm. And I I yeah, that's something that I've sort of taken on taken on board with our um, with our development. And I appreciate that. Like. Um, it's also a lot of things I'm still learning because again, I learned about this recently and we're just now to the point where we're understanding how like things in, in uh, like a neuro, oh, what's the word? N- neurotypical like society doesn't mm. work for a lot of mm. people like us. Yeah. Um, especially growing up, we thought everyone else is doing it. Why can't I? So yeah. then that that's when it's harder to like pinpoint like, Oh, this doesn't work for me. That works for me. It's, it's, it's all a learning process. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I, it's. I think more the, the more neurodiverse I think society is, that the I think the more 
the more wholesome we will become. Um, I think people can add things in different ways that the other people that aren't sort of have those sort of conditions um, would never think about. Um, Mm. So, yeah. Um, We talked a a little bit, obviously, around, uh, you said about the the tips for uh, um, new streamers and and you said about finding communities. Tell me about the value of a team and the value that the Rainbow Arcade brings its members and the value that you find particularly as being part of a team. So what I love about being in a team in in Rainbow Arcade is like we talked about now that the tags will be a great place for us to find people like us. Rainbow Arcade was like that for me. Mm. I met so many people that were similar to me. So many people that were also very different from me. Um, Like, um, Mia um, had mentioned how she didn't really know much about like non-binary um, and in that entire community. I also wasn't that aware. And again, as someone who's like very proudly LGBTQIA plus, mm. um, learning from my team members who are non-binary, and and again, they didn't have to sit me down and teach me things. I just had to see who they were, how they lived life, and I was like, oh my god, this all makes sense. So mm-hmm. again, like uh, the great thing about team is like you find people that who are like you, but also people who aren't like you. And you learn how they live um, or how they work. And there's just like, it's just amazing. <laughs> I can't mm. speak more about being on part of a team that is also like very um, actively active with each other, I guess, is, is a way to say it. That's, uh, that's a really nice message to to take away from that. It's, it's extremely like just ah. Oh. You, you've got like people there that, that are like you and not like you that's so nice i never actually mm. thought about being on a team like that because you can learn so much from other people oh yikes um i will say uh one thing that i want to touch on before we, we finish the interview is obviously the the pandemic has, has had such a, a massive effect on everybody uh i imagine yourself as well um i'm assuming that when you spoke about jobs earlier that might have had something to do with that or i don't want to assume anything so i actually left my job right before the pandemic oh that's okay that's great. so yes. i took yes. a chance and <laughs> that was like the perfect timing then yeah. perfect timing <laughs> the perfect the reason that i bring up the, the whole pandemic things obviously uh there, there are things that we can't necessarily do right now like uh get out there go to go to like conventions or twitchcon or, or anything like that um once this whole thing is blown over um is there anything that you'd, you'd want to do either for for streaming uh, online or offline irl that that you, that you just can't at the moment Ooh, hmm that's a really good question um i don't know how to answer that right now because uh, when i mm. uh in my place at least now um as streaming i'm not in a financial uh i wasn't and i'm still not in a place where i can freely travel and, and do a lot of things that i couldn't yeah. do nowadays but i definitely would love to now that um i've upgraded a little bit of my equipment for video i can't wait to take stuff like outside mm. Mm. yeah yeah just as like do real world trips i've seen people like with the, like the backpacks and things going around mm-hmm. actually just doing the streams out there going and like reviewing restaurants and stuff like that it's, yes it i would like love that really cute Mm-hmm. that sounds amazing i'd love to see that in your future like uh just getting out there and then, like interacting with people God, eventually, eventually, what an alien, what an alien concept. <laughs> Interacting with people, yeah, people feels real dreams. life. <laughs> it's more likely you think. I, mm-hmm. it, it feels like it's been so long that I, a lot of things that were normal two years ago just doesn't. Like, what do you mean be in a restaurant with all these yeah. people? Mm. I was, I was in London um, last week, 
and I was in two bars, sat drinking uh, a cocktail in a bar, and that just felt weird. And I, I was went whole- to a restaurant today, and I had wow. the exact same thing. Yeah, like I, it just felt so odd. But it, have you found that bit yet? When up until recently, obviously, we our sort of friendships have either been text based or Discord based or video call based or whatever else, and you're having to kind of almost relearn being social in real life. You're having to kind of remember to present yourself in real life. Like I really sat there and I was like, I can't remember how I do this. I can't remember how I actually interact with someone in real life. Like I can't just go, I'm bored now and just close the screen down. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Go to the next tab. Yeah, exactly. Skip over, swipe left. Mine was, mine was family members. So I just, I treat them the same way. Okay. Bored now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I did have to be told to like put my phone away several times. Though, yeah, so, me too. Uh, that, I'm, literally. Mm. Yeah. Cause I, I've lived like the last however long, sort of like just doom scrolling. Um, and you sort of just, you sat, I, I found myself like sat there to, having a conversation and I'm just sort of doing that sort of thing. It's like, Jesus. Mm. <laughs> I anyway. will say though, like once this is all over, um, hopefully like, uh, you know, the cons will come back, TwitchCon will come back. You can do like a, a fundraiser with your community and get yourself to uh, TwitchCon. But yes. there should be like, I'm assuming there'd be some kind of like rainbow arcade hangout or something. We'll oh, we would love together. to make one. We would love to make mm. one. Mm. We'll get together and have a drink, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a socially distanced, safe drink. Hope. <laughs> I just, I just really miss hugs. Me too. I really miss hugs. <laughs> Mm. we're now allowed uh, the, the the government came out in the uk the other day and actually said that uh, there are government approved hugs now you can do um i mean there was a weird ex- there was a weird moment when they were trying to explain how to do a covid safe hug and it's just like yeah okay what is a covid safe hug when it's at home you turn your head away from the other person so you go in like this and you hug Obviously, okay. the co- the non COVID safe. Is that just like how is. you? Uh, isn't that how you <laughs> hook like a grandparent that you hate? Or yeah, something like oh that. The bare really minimum. It's just like hello. Or is it like, not hating them? They're just like a little weak, and you don't want to like squish their like you know fragile mm-hmm. bones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or like a fan comes up to you with a really bad breath, and you're just like, <laughs> I just that sounds so dystopian. Can you imagine like years ago and saying the government has told you how to hug? Yeah. Mm. It's all very weird. And I think, but I, I I do hope as a sort of slight sidebar talking about conventions, I do hope that this, this experience has taught us about a bit more sort of personal hygiene and hand washing and that mm. sort of thing. Cause, cause it, it used to be the sort of like the hilarious joke that you'd go home from uh, conventions. Oh, I've got con flu. That's not funny. No, you, mm. you've, you've been exposing yourself to, to loads of thousands of people with, with diseases and stuff on them. And, and you haven't been washing your hands and stuff. Mm. Like you shouldn't find that funny anymore. <laughs> you shouldn't have found I, it funny I will then, say but. like Smash Brothers tournaments are never going to be the same ever again. <laughs> so <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> yes. sorry, moving on. Quick We're going to finish questions. off with quick fire questions, which is uh, basically what this is. We're just going to ask you a bunch of questions. Just say the first thing that comes to mind um, with the ADHD thing. It might not be the right answer. But it's absolutely fantastic example. <laughs> yeah. uh, right. But, you know, uh, don't don't panic. You can think about it a little bit, but just like, just, just, just give Let's it an answer, It's like, we're just going to grill you. Give us an answer. <laughs> All right. So, three, two, one. What's been your favorite game this year? Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, what was the most memorable game from your childhood? Oh, Pokemon Channel. Oh, I love Pokemon Channel. It's anyway, so good. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's how I got Jirachi. Uh, who's your favorite video game character? Oh, frick. Um, oh, wow. Um, okay, let's just say Reen from 14. Okay. What game do you most want a sequel to? I almost said fish again. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, frick. I would like to see... Ooh, StarCraft 3. Nice. Yeah. Who would be your dream stream guest? Could be anybody. Could be a celebrity. Could be like a someone on Twitch. Or I will. Okay. Let's see who comes to mind first. Oh, um, I would love to uh, have a guest, um, Carolina Rabasa. She's the voice of Sombra from Overwatch. Oh, cool. Nice. Cool, cool. Nice. Uh, what game are you most looking forward to coming out? I want to say Endwalker, but wait, no. Oh, no. I am looking forward to uh, PSO to New Genesis. I tried that out. Ooh. That was a lot of fun. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, if you were marooned on an island, what three games would you like to have with you? Could be any three games. They were. It's a really high-tech island. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, so I would like Elder Scrolls Online, 14, and Overwatch. Okay. Which game has the best soundtrack? I'm going to say Final Fantasy VI. Very nice. Very nice. And uh, last question. Feel free to take as long as this, uh, long on this as you would like. Accumulus uh, Cloud. People... <laughs> 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 where can people find your content and what have you got coming up on your channel? So you can find me on YouTube and on Twitch at Glen Angel. It's spelled Angel, but I prefer the pronunciation Spanish Glen Angel. And you can find me on TikTok and Twitter at Hello Glen Angel. Uh, you will mostly mm-hmm. find some fun little uh, video game sketch comedy stuff. I've taken a bit of a break because my recording device, aka my iPhone 6 I've had for six years, is now dead. But I just got a new phone and the videos will be coming out very soon. You can always find me on Twitter. Which the days vary, but mostly Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern time. That is 2 p.m. Pacific, and that is 10 p.m. British time, British summer time. And I play a lot of MMOs and literally whatever else I want, but it's usually chaotic chatting. Yay! And thank you so much for joining us today. Um, It's been an absolute pleasure uh, to have you on the gaming podcast. It's been so nice to have a a lovely, lovely chat with you, Glenn. Yes, I had so much fun. Thank you for having me. Good, 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 good. I'm glad that you did. I'm glad that you did. You know, went went well, as far as I can tell. Anyway... (laughs) everybody thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the gaming podcast live again we will be back in two weeks time with our first gaming podcast live digipride special edition uh with our guest 8-bit dylan so be excited for that be very excited um if you want to listen to any of these episodes uh the gaming podcast live is available on all good podcast platforms and wherever good podcasts are sold Exacto Mundo. And if you are listening to this right now, uh, well, if you're listening to this on like on those services and you want to watch it live, you can go over to twitch.tv forward slash gaming mag and hit that follow button to make sure that you're caught up to date and you'll be able to see us when we go live next time. But in the meantime, don't forget to uh, keep reading Gaming Magazine and go visit the Discord over at gamingmag.com forward slash Discord. Go do all the things. 
do all the things have a fantastic couple of weeks uh keep your eye out on wednesday on game magazine and across our socials for the big reveal about digipride uh and we'll see you in two weeks for our very first digipride special thank you everyone see you soon bye for now goodbye Bye.